Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's episode, Brad and I have a lot to discuss. There's a lot going on in the sports world uh, over the last week, but also this week. And, uh, well, really, I say over the last week, but it's really come out the last couple of days. Uh, Brad, first things first, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's a little cold here in OKC today, but other than that, it's good. You know, you, yeah, well, you know how the weather is in Tennessee. Two days ago, I didn't have to wear... Uh, you know, a jacket or anything. And today, yeah, it's pretty cold. I, I just, I, I, I love it, but I hate it at the same time, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyways, all right, Brad, let's start this thing off. First and foremost, congratulating the LSU Tigers on their big win. Um, it is what the fourth national championship in school history for mm-hmm. them as uh, they take down the mighty Clemson Tigers 42 to 24 yes that's right yes 42 24 and uh it, brad real quick real quick let's um let's let's just mention um you know who we think it, first and foremost can lsu get back next year um right before we got on you were telling me about they they are losing their defensive coordinator uh, he is going to go head. He's going to go and be the head coach at Baylor, um, and then they just lost. They yeah. lost Joe Brady uh, mm-hmm. as he's going yeah. with as he's going with Matt Rule, the former head coach of Baylor, uh, to mm-hmm. coach the Carolina Panthers, uh, and then of course Joe Burrow's leaving, um, as well as other key weapons on that offense and defense. So, okay. uh, who? I mean, does LSU have a chance next year, in your opinion? Or uh, who else? Uh, do, who's your final four next year or playoff teams? Oh, uh, final four. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, I uh, way really early. Way, I, yeah. I know this is way early, but, hey, you know, early predictions are always nice. I mean, I, I got yeah. four teams in mind. I have four teams in mind, but I'll, uh, uh, you know, if you just maybe right off the top of your head. You never know. Well, I would say without a doubt, without even hesitation, I would say uh, Ohio State and Clemson. Uh, I mean, I don't see anybody dethroning Ohio State anytime soon. It's pretty sad, but it's true. Uh, Clemson, unless someone just surprises me in the ACC next year, uh, I have Clemson in. Uh, After that, it gets a little kind of blurry because SEC, you're like, well, somebody has to be in for SEC. And uh, my go-to would be Bama until they prove me wrong, but – I know it sounds terrible, but uh, I mean it's hard to take them out every year uh, when they're consistently in the in the playoff conversation. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Bama unless uh, Saban just falls off the falls off the uh, whatever motivational train or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I guess Clemson, Ohio State, Bama uh, for my fourth one. Uh, it's really easy to go to the SEC. Uh, but I'm gonna stick with the Big Ten, and I'm going to say Minnesota. Actually, really? So yes. PJ Fleck is gonna is gonna keep Minnesota relevant, in your opinion? I mean, I think so. I mean, I think Wisconsin. I mean, they can get over the home with Wisconsin. I mean, if they were to go undefeated and lose to just Ohio State for the year uh, in the in the Big Ten championship, I don't see why you wouldn't put them in there. 
but I know that it's really easy to throw another SEC team in there, like uh, like an Auburn or uh, Georgia or Florida or something like that, which I think Florida will be good next year. So, Well, you kind of gave my teams away in a way. I actually – I do not see LSU being able to make it back. I just don't think the – I don't, I don't think I, – I just – I think they're losing too much. But, hey, it's college football and you just never know, right? But yeah. um, I'm going to take Clemson Ohio State for sure. I, okay. But I think that Auburn and Florida will be the other two teams. Uh, really? I think that hmm. I think that Auburn and Florida. Uh, I don't think that they play each other, do they? I don't think they do. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up real quick. If I'm pretty sure that they don't play each other, so as long as they don't play each other, they could both go undefeated until the SEC championship game. And so I have this feeling that I think Florida will overtake Georgia in the SEC East. Yeah, they don't go actually. I actually have pretty high hopes for my Tennessee Vols and think that they have a good chance of dethroning Georgia uh, for that second spot as long as Jake Fromm does not return. Mm. Um, and, but now that's that might be a far – cry i definitely expect the balls to finish in third but nonetheless yeah so i mean that's my early teams i mean i got auburn clemson ohio state and florida and uh i mean i that's different that's really different and i think people would actually i think people would like that i mean i would Mm -hmm. like it because it's different I, i mean i liked it this year you know you had lsu that was different um so you never know uh um i don't think that Mike Norvell is going to bring Florida State back this quick. Um, you know, it's going to take a couple of years, but I, I think that they that they could give Clemson a run for their money in the next couple of years. But nonetheless, um, all right, so we, we've kind of covered that. Congrats to LSU uh, and uh, given our way too early predictions that I'm, I'm you know, I, I'm almost positive we're not going to be 100% uh, right on them, but, um, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's always fun to talk about them. All right, let's talk about something serious, though. Is uh, Luke Keekley, the linebacker, the great linebacker for the Carolina Panthers, uh, said this week that he is retiring from the NFL at the age of 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pretty serious thing, Brad. I mean, I uh, we were talking earlier, and uh, and you know, I feel as though you know you have a lot of guys out there: Andrew Luck, Patrick Willis, Pat McAfee. Uh, Gronk. Um, I know that there, there's plenty of others out there. I'm sure that have retired young, but uh, but you know, recently within the last couple of years, it's really become po- uh, it's really become popular among big time players. And I don't know if it's because I think mostly it's because they they say, well, I made enough money, I can go on, I can do things elsewhere. Uh, and, um, you know, I've had fun playing football because a lot of these guys, they played football since what they were probably since they could walk, I'm sure. In all honesty, I bet. So, you know, so whenever they retire at the age of 30, you're like, man, I mean, they were young, you know, probably still had 10 years left of their career. Yeah. But they've been playing for 25 years. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I'm happy for them. And, and honestly, I mean, if if I can retire at the age of 28, 
I'm only 25. So if I can retire in three more years, Brad, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go play a lot of golf. That's for sure. And, yeah. uh, and that would be great. But I, I don't see myself ever retiring at the age of 28. Um, uh, unless of course this podcast takes off and ESPN wants to buy it. But anyways, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I just I, I'm proud of them. I, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, because you're you're telling people, listen, I'm taking a I'm taking a a stand for my health and for my well being for my life instead of saying because I'm sure there's plenty of fans out there, especially when Andrew Luck retired. You know, he got booed off the field. Like, like no, you know, if that if that man wants to retire, let him retire. And of course, that's coming from a Titans fan who. You know, Andrew Luck destroyed the Titans all the time, but still, um, yeah. I mean, how how do you feel about it? I mean, how do you feel about how do you feel about the uh, these early retirements? Uh, Luke Keekley being the being the most recent one. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with all the CTE stuff coming, in, uh, why not? Right? I mean, if why why not when you had the chance to start your career uh, completely over? And in a sense of Patrick Willis, uh, the 49er great uh, from Ole Miss. Uh, in his case, I mean, he left football at, at his prime and went into the tech world, and he's still making lots of money. So uh, so in, in regards to retiring young, I mean, I love to see these players play. Uh, it's sad to see them retire, but at the end of the day, uh, they have the opportunity now to start life kind of back over uh, and, and make something else of themselves that, that is more sustainable over the long term. Uh, why not? So basically, you know, do you see more players um, with the early retirement? Maybe they uh, get that second contract, and by the time the second contract is up, uh, even if they are still good enough to for the third contract, you, do you see them possibly retiring because of health and whatnot? Yeah, I think so, and this is the reason why. Uh, I think that they're finally they're they're starting to see. Uh, although NFL is great and it's great that they've always wanted to play in the pros and they made it, uh, they're they are they're young enough to where they can start another career that actually will probably last longer um, and have more benefits than what they're doing right now. Um, not saying they they won't have uh, they're not set for life from football, but I will say that I mean you got to think uh, you know uh, Patrick Willis Niners he retires at, in his prime and goes into the tech role and he's still making lots of money. And so in saying all that, um, you know, I think we're going to see more and more of this because, again, uh, why risk uh, not being able to walk like Antoine Randall, you know, from football um, right. when right now you're perfectly healthy and you can do something more with your life that will pretty much set you up for the rest of your life to retire and when you're 60. Right. All right. Uh, all right. We have a couple of more things to get to before we get to the uh, divisional round games and the conference championship games. But – uh, so the next thing we'll talk about is, uh, we got the Antonio Brown and, you know, I don't, I kind of just want to mention this, Brad. <laughs> Antonio Brown is acting very, uh, moronic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen all of the stuff about him and what happened with the police officers and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I, I think AB, I, if he ever ends up on another NFL team, I'm going to be very surprised. Very, very surprised. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, 
I don't know if you saw, but apparently him, his uh, his agent conditionally terminated his relationship with him. So he's going to basically have to get on a team um, by doing his talking himself. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that, A.B. Good luck with that. And, you know, my oh my, how things have happened for him. I mean, just yep. a little over a year ago, he was with the Steelers and what well, they had a chance to go to the playoffs, right? Didn't they have a chance? Yeah, they had a chance to go to the playoffs and everything. Uh, I yeah, wow. I don't know. Wow, it's just um, crazy uh, with him. But then also another star wide receiver in the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. at the national championship game, he was handing out cash to the players. Now LSU is saying it's fake cash, but Players have come out and said, no, it was real. Um, and so, uh, and then also, he is has a, a warrant out for his arrest. And by the time we have the next show, uh, and possibly by the time that uh, whoever's listening is listening to this episode, uh, he could either be arrested or gotten out of the charge altogether. But he apparently, um, you know, gave the gave a police officer a good game slap on the butt. And, uh, and now he has, he has a, uh, he has an arrest or he has a warrant out for his arrest for a, uh, for a battery charge. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And and then, you know, so, you know, OBJ, I think that LSU will probably, uh, you know, kind of give him kind of like how the university of Texas done with Matthew McConaughey whenever he was, uh, you know, caught, um, smoking a lot of marijuana as well as being what naked in front of his, uh, um, in front of his open windows in his, uh, mm-hmm. place or in his home. Um, yeah. Texas kind of, you know, got rid of Matthew McConaughey for a few, for a little while. Uh, I think that, I think the LSU will do the same thing with OBJ. Um, just crazy situation. Like why, you know, just why is my question? Why, why would you even do that stuff? I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. And if I was LSU, I mean, I'd be pretty upset right now just because, like, granted, NCAA, I mean, it's hard to say, well, they need to look the other way because I'm not saying that. But at the same time, I mean, this had nothing to do with them winning. It was actually after the fact, um, even though it was on the field, but it was still kind of after the fact, you know. So I, I yeah. don't know. I, but, I, I, yeah, they're going to have to cut ties probably with them for a little bit and just talk to them and say, hey, you're probably not going to be allowed on the sideline if you're going to be throwing money at the players. Uh, for all to see. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, if it wasn't for all to see, it may have been a little different, but it was for all to see. And, I mean, so the NCAA saw, and I'm sure they they aren't happy about it. And so, I yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, I mm-hmm. – wow. And it's just – a it's – I yeah. Um a very uh, acting like a moron, in all honesty. But I, I, you're happy for your former team, for your alumni, I guess. That's I don't know. Anyways, uh, so the last thing that we're going to talk about before we talk about football um, is the Houston Astros. Uh, they're. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to make sure I get all these names right. Let me. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to make sure I get it right here. Um, so, 
Well, whoops. Okay, here we go. All right. So the Houston Astros, their manager, A.J. Hinch, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as their... Well, goodness. Uh, as well as... Um, you talking about Carlos Beltran? Yes, I, yeah, Carlos Beltran. Uh, that came out earlier. Um, yeah. And then who, that, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman yes. uh, were apparently caught wearing devices that buzz. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a lot to it. But uh, the Astros, they suspended A.J. Hinch and general manager Jeff Lunau, uh for one year. Um, and then, and then... Then they were fired, um, and then the owner Jim Crane, uh, he fired them. Um, he believes that the that it should not taint the Astros' 2017 World Series. That's what I want to get to. Do you believe that it should? Do you believe that you know maybe there should be an asterisk there and say, hey, uh, maybe no team won this that year. Maybe no team won the World Series that year. How do you feel about that? Well. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, we should accept cheating in the game of sports, although it seems to happen all the time. Uh, but I will say that if we're going to put an asterisk next to the Astros uh, World Series of t- 2017, then we probably need to reconsider all the Patriots uh, Super Bowls, or at least half of them, you know. And so, uh, so I mean, I, can, I think it was either way. Uh, the sad thing about sports is that people uh, cheat all the time. It's just who gets caught. Um, and so you probably put ashes against a lot of uh, records or even maybe championships, uh, but we just don't know about them. So they might think, yeah, they, were they caught? Yes. Um, should they have an asterisk next to their, next to their World Series? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think people are going to care about that. I think in maybe even 10 years from now, no one's going to even remember them uh, stealing signs to win the World Series. Nonetheless, they probably won the World Series. Right, and, and in my opinion, I don't see. Uh, I know we were talking earlier, and I and I don't really see the whole issue with the sign stealing thing because to me, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't seem any different than, you know, you get NFL teams before every game, they get a tape to watch on the other team. They see mm-hmm. the tendencies that these teams have, you know, if. For instance, Patrick Mahomes taps his foot twice, then that means he's going to throw it to Tyreek Hill. They can Mm. learn that from tape. Now, I'm not saying that that's what he does. If that's what he does, then, uh, well, the Titans need to, uh, you know, call me up real quick. But anyways, Mm. um, but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, that's a sign. Is that considered sign stealing? You know, I, I just... Maybe I don't understand what the problem is with it as fully. Maybe it's just the fact that they got caught. You know, it's kind of it reminds me of Spygate with the with the Patriots. You know, other teams were doing it too. The Patriots just got caught. Uh, Mm -hmm. So was it really a problem? Was it really against the rules necessarily? Obviously, it was a problem. Because the Patriots, you know, uh, I mean, they got the hammer brought down on them because of it. Uh, well, mm-hmm. uh, sort of. Uh, I mean, sort of. 
but I do think when you talk about the Patriots, though, uh, you texted me that, uh, you know, the basically, you know, the NFL could take some notes on what one what happened to the Astros because of this. Whenever if something like this happens with the Patriots again or something like that, I do think that the Patriots dynasty is somewhat tainted because of uh, because of Deflate Gate, Spy Gate. Uh, mm-hmm. There was another one too, I think, wasn't there? Maybe there wasn't. Anyways, um, um, there's no telling. Well, he had the thing with the Bengals this year, but that didn't really matter because they that was the last game they won, anyways. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, but so. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I just think it's crazy. Uh, <clears throat> they, this is, uh, I think that this story is only beginning. I mean, Carlos Beltran has stepped down. Um, you know, obviously, what happened to the guys who were who were with, uh, or well, was with the Astros stepped down. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you also had, uh, you also had Alex Cora. You know, he's out as the Red Sox manager. Um, so it, things are being, you know, this is a big deal. This is a big case. Uh, and I think that it's only the beginning of, uh, of, what, of what might come out of it. So, but anyways, let's, uh, without further ado, let's just, because that's, that's what we're here to talk about, right? I mean, yeah. we've talked a lot about other things, which is something that we don't usually do. Um, you know, but we've got a we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Honesty, it was a lot to talk about. But let's jump into it. So, in the divisional round of the playoffs, we had the Minnesota Vikings taking on the San Francisco 49ers. and you picked the Vikings to win this game. But um, yeah, you know, they didn't quit. Well, and, and here's the thing, Brad. I thought that the Vikings could win it. I mean, I I, I thought they could. Now, I picked the 49ers. Uh, to play it safe, but also I did think that the 49ers were going to win, obviously. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought that the Vikings had a better shot than they did. But, um, you know, that 49ers team is – they definitely look like the best team in the NFC. And, um, you know, maybe outside of the Chiefs, they are the best team left out of the four. Um, and, I mean, seeding-wise, they are. So, um I think it's expected for them to beat the Packers. We'll get to that in just a little bit. But uh, yeah. but uh, let's describe the Vikings season. Or, I mean, if you have some comments on the game. Um, well, the Vikings season. I don't even uh, – I mean, because I, I feel like – I mean, I feel like I would have saw them making it into the playoff, playoffs. Uh, I saw Delvin Cook going to be. He's. I. I thought he was going to be a good running back this year, and he definitely was. Uh, Kirk Cousins having a good month, and then going back to the old Kirk Cousins wasn't surprising. And so, uh, I would say it's kind of vanilla. Maybe is, is that is that weird to say? I mean, it wasn't no, anything. I, I nothing, agree. Nothing stood out, and uh, I don't think anybody was surprised. I mean, yeah, I picked the Vikings to win, but I mean that was more of you know trying to pick the upset and, and get up on you uh, and not really having all, all that faith in the Vikings winning. Uh, but then they show that they just can't win on primetime. So, uh, see, so yeah, I would say vanilla would be the word I would use for the Vikings. I actually think that uh, I would say that they have lots of questions because mm-hmm. they just lost Kevin Stavansky, their offense coordinator, yep. to the Browns, who, by mm-hmm. the way, we will talk about I, – I, we've kind of left out all these coaching changes – but I really want to get into them. 
Uh, we will probably get into them either on the next episode or the next, and that's just a little teaser because uh, I, I love coaching changes. I, I, I don't know. I just love whenever there's huge changes made. Anyways, so um, – but they lost Kevin Savansky. So who's going to be their next offensive coordinator? Mike Zimmer yep. is in the last year of his contract. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his contract. Dalvin Cook is in the last year of his contract. Uh, and I think there's one more. Uh, there, well, that no, might be the no, only. No. I think that's the only three. But they're left with a lot of questions. Do they, do they extend all three of them? Do they move on with this team? You know, is Mike Zimmer part of their future? I think Mike Zimmer will be uh, – I think he'll be extended. Uh, they may go through the whole year just in case he has a bad year, but I don't think he will. The Vikings seem like they have a pretty good team um, that could be around for, you know, maybe a, at least a few more years, um, a couple more years or whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that they're just left with a lot of questions, Brad. Um, yeah. All right, so our next game was the upset of the weekend. The only upset was the Tennessee Titans went into Baltimore, Maryland, and beat the Ravens 28-12, to Brad. Now, mm-hmm. as a Titans fan, I picked the Ravens to win this game. You, as a Steelers fan, picked the Titans to win this game. Um, and you were right. I mean, you were, you were right. Uh mm-hmm. in the Titans winning. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of I, – I had faith they could win. I just wasn't sure that they would. You know, and so, um, you know, I think that the Titans came in there with the game plan and they were able to perfectly execute that game plan. Um, and, you know, they did the same thing against the Patriots. They had a game plan against them. They executed. And also, <coughs> excuse me, two words for you, Brad. Derek Henry. That's all you mm-hmm. need to know. That's it. I mean, the guy is an absolute beast. The defense looks the defense looks really solid. Um, and it looks like it's kind of sheared itself up a little bit. They're, if they can get fully healthy for this Chiefs game uh, outside of Malcolm Butler, I think they're really dangerous to the Chiefs, but oh, again, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you know, this was a great win, uh, awesome win for the Titans. They're going back to the AFC Championship for the first time since 2002. Uh, by the way, Brad, the last time, the last time there was a AFC Championship game that did not include Big Ben, Peyton Manning, or Tom Brady was 2002 whenever it was the titans and raiders oh wow okay so uh yeah now we got titans and chiefs but what uh you know i think lamar jackson i think having that time off really put the you know it may have got them out of sync but i also think the titans kept them off the field enough to keep them out of sync as well now you had some injuries on offense i mean you know, obviously there was some stuff that helped the Titans win this game outside of how the Titans played. But um, I I would say for me to describe the Ravens season, I would say that the Ravens season um, 
Well, it was a great season. I mean, for Lamar Jackson, I think it was a coming out year. Let me put it that way. Coming out year because it was a coming out year for Lamar Jackson. He's a magnificent talent, and I see a very bright future. Um, They just ran into a super hot team. Uh, They ran into a buzzsaw. You know, mm-hmm. that's and uh, and sometimes when you run into a buzzsaw, if you don't have the uh, if you don't have the wherewithal to get out of the way, then, you know, that's when Derrick Henry uh, stiff arms you and then leaves you as a lead uses you as a lead tackler. If your name is, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Earl. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Earl Thomas, that guy. Yeah, but anyways, Brad, what do you think about that game and also the Ravens' season? Um, I would say, as far as Ravens' season, (coughs) for me, I would call I would call their them and their season overconfident. Uh, And I would say that because they they go into the playoffs on a fourteen win streak. Uh, You have a young quarterback and. I think they just got too far ahead of themselves. Everybody had picked them to win the Super Bowl because uh, how hot they were. They beat the Patriots. They beat the 49ers. Everybody's thinking, no, they're unstoppable at this point. Um, and I think they uh, – sometimes they say it's good to lose before you go into the playoffs um, just to kind of be reminded that you are beatable and uh, things can happen. And so I know you could say, well, they put their second string in against the Steelers. I mean, let's be real. Uh, I said this before that game. I said, I'm picking the Steelers. I want to hope that we can, but honestly, I saw them probably beating the Steelers because the Steelers' offense was so anemic. Um, and so, but uh, and I'm not saying they should have lost the game on purpose by any means. All I'm saying is that I think they got so confident in themselves that they forgot what it was like to be down and know how to come back. And uh, and I think in the end, it just bit them in the butt, and they didn't know how to get, they didn't know how to respond when the Titans came out and punched them in the mouth. Uh, I agree with you, uh, but completely. I mean, I, I think that I, I think that the Titans just came in with a. I think they came in with a better game plan and they executed it. And um, and then, you know, talking about game plans and executing it, it looked like the Houston Texans came in with a great game plan and executed yeah. it flawlessly <laughs> in the first quarter. And then, in what less than ten minutes, they let up a twenty-four point lead. On their way to losing fifty-one to thirty-one, right? So, yeah. are they the? Mm-hmm. Is it? I think it's they're the first team to ever uh, have a twenty-four point lead and then lose by twenty. Um, so I think so. That's 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 crazy. That was one of the craziest games I've ever seen, and it also shows that um, you. You can't count that Chiefs offense out. Uh, the Chiefs offense is just too good to ever be counted out. But I mm-hmm. will say this. Uh, the Texans helped them come back from 24 to nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the way I describe the Texans season is, why is Bill O'Brien still their head coach? Yeah. Okay, yes, they won a playoff game. Okay. He made the decision to do a fake punt when they shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was listening to Pat McAfee talk about this, and he said that they should have checked out of it, and they did it. 
Well, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that that's on Bill O'Brien in a way because he should have showed them when they should check out of it, or he should have sent a single a signal in saying check out of it, something, you know, because. Mm-hmm. I just think that Bill O'Brien is not the coach for them to get over the hump. And so my the reason for me to describe this Texan season is, okay, mm-hmm. you, you won the AFC South, but you didn't do anything with it. The team that came in second place in the AFC South is playing in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's not really what's supposed to happen, I guess. Uh, and so let's uh, – you know, why is Bill O'Brien still the head coach? Um, but, yeah, what, what is your thoughts on that game and also on uh, the Texans' season? Yeah, so uh, I kind of come on the same page you are. Uh, when I think of a word, I think of incompetent. Uh, not incompetent in the way of the offense uh, or really even the defense, but in a sense of Bill O'Brien, I'm uh, on the same page you are. I, I haven't understood why they've kept him. I know with Deshaun Watson, there's been this energy that's been brought back to Houston – uh, for the first time since Ray Run, he was hired, but uh, he just—he's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer. Uh, worked with Tom Tom Brady, worked with um, that kid uh, Hackenberger or whatever his name was at uh, Hackenberg at, at Penn State. Uh, Christian been, Christian Christian uh, Hackenberg, that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. I, I see yeah. where I know where you're going with this, but yeah, but yeah, so. Uh, so yeah, so with he was supposed to be this great guy coming in and being able to do well with an offense, uh, and I feel like we haven't seen that at all uh, since he's been there. And so, have they made the playoffs? Yeah, they they made the playoffs a few times underneath him, maybe like twice. Uh, back when it was like uh, Brian Hoyer throwing like four or five interceptions in the game uh, a while back, but uh, yeah, if I was if I was if I were the uh, the brass of the Texans, I think this I'd put him on a very short lease next year because um, you have a great quarterback in place, you have good receivers, you have a good running back, you have a good offensive line uh, or decent offensive line, uh, and your your defense is kind of eh. so uh, there sh- there should be no reason why you should be winning the AFC South and and putting up a good and 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 being a contender for the AFC for the next couple of years. Yeah, well, they've actually won the AFC South the last four out of five years. Um, mm-hmm. And the year that Deshaun Watson tore his ACL is the year that the Jaguars won the division. That's right. And, yeah. and uh, you know, here's my thing. Uh, Andrew Luck's been injured over that time. Uh, now he's not in the division anymore. Uh, and also, you know, it, it the first two times, the first two out of those five years that the Texans won the division – those, you know, the uh, every one of the teams were down. I mean, they were just they were just down, uh, and the AFC South was so weak. Uh, but this year and last year, the AFC South has been better, and they've won the division. But it's just not been, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien's got to do more with that team. And I think even if they win the division next year, uh, which I, I kind of don't expect them to do, but if they can sure up that defense, they should be able to. But uh, I think even if they win the division next year, but they don't, they don't get to at least the AFC Championship game. I think he could be fired. I really do. I think they could move on from him. But there is no GM in place, so I guess maybe that's the reason why he's not fired. So yeah. Uh, all right. So the last game before we get into the championship games, 
is the Packers versus Seahawks. The Packers win this game. Uh, they go. They come away with the win. They uh, they got out to a little bit of a lead on the Seahawks, and then they kept letting the Seahawks kind of slowly creep back. And uh, and then the Seahawks had a or the the Packers had a third down um, catch by Jimmy Graham, who some say wasn't a four first down. Uh, the imaginary mm. line on the TV says it wasn't a first down, but the actual first down line looks like he was right on it. So I think it was a good call. Um, but then that may upset some people. I don't know. But nonetheless, uh, the Packers are moving on. And, um, and and there's not a whole lot. This was, I think, um, you know, I think that this was definitely the most, this was the way that most people expected this game to go, I think. Uh, mm. And um, uh, I, I just think that um, the Packers, you know, yes, Aaron Rodgers, did he play great? Yeah, but – the Seahawks don't have that great of a defense. So, mm-hmm. I mean, outside of Jadavian Clowney and Bobby Wagner, what do they have on defense? I mean, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, yes, Aaron Rodgers looked good, but he looked good against a not good defense, a not really that good of a team. So, you know, now he's got to face off against the 49ers who have a pretty – you know, a, a pretty staunch defense. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, the Seahawks season, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to put it down as, um, uh, I think that they just came up short. Uh, they came up short winning the division and that could have changed things for them. Um, they came up short uh, as far as, um, you know, staying healthy goes. Uh, they just, they, they just they came up short in a lot of areas, Brad, and uh, and yeah, I mean, we almost saw a rematch for the third time this year between uh, both AFC South teams and NFC West teams, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if people would really wanted to see the AFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game, because I, I already I, I heard plenty of people say, who wants to see Titans versus Texans? Or who wants to see either one of those teams in the Super Bowl? Well, there's a chance that one of them is going to get in there. But nonetheless, um, yeah, the Seahawks, I just think they came up short. So what's your thoughts on that game and the Seahawks season? Yeah, so uh, for that game, I thought it was crazy. It was uh, 28-3. I went in the playroom and played the girls for a little bit and came out, and it was 28-23. And uh, actually, it was a game. And, uh, but yeah, uh, so, yeah, even – with uh, the Seahawks being extremely limited in their run game, and and like you said, kind of not the best defense in the world, uh, and for them still have a chance in the last five minutes of the game to win the game, uh, just again, I, I know the Packers are thirteen and three, but uh, it's just games like this where you're like, if you're thirteen and three, uh, I mean, you should have been able to hold your lead, and I understand like their defense was just falling apart as the game went on. And, before you knew it, uh, it was like the Green Bay Packers defense was a completely new unit. Um, I, I get all that. But, uh, but yeah, as far as the Seahawks go, I would say maybe uh, crumbled. Uh, I know that sounds kind of weird. Like, well, that sounds incomplete. But I do think their season just kind of crumbled around them. I mean, at one point, they're, what, 11-3 and three or whatever, and uh, they're looking at being the number one seed in the NFC. 
Uh, and then you have uh, Chris Carson that goes down, and Rashad Penny. Uh, and, and they say you lo- you're losing your running backs like crazy. Uh, you have some offensive line that get injured. Um, yeah, so – and I, you, say, well, you say, well, but you said their defense wasn't that good. But, I mean, their run game, keeping the offense on the field, allowed their defense to do what they were able to do because they weren't on the field as much. Um, and so, yeah, so I would say I would say crumbled or maybe uh, fragmented or injured. Just, uh, and I know I'm using a bunch of synonyms uh, or ruptured even, but uh, they looked like they were going to do well, and then they just uh, fell apart there at the end. So I do like you, you say crumbled. I think that might be that might be better in all honesty. You know, they lost to the 49ers in week 17, and then Chris Carson got hurt. Uh, Rashad Penny had gotten hurt already. Uh, they had to bring in Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I like crumbled, actually. I, I'm going to change mine to crumbled. Uh, I like that more, I think. Uh, okay. Nonetheless, uh, all right. So, enough about the teams who aren't in it anymore. Let, let's talk about the games coming up. We okay. have the Tennessee Titans, and I have a huge smile on my face as I say this, going into the Kansas City Chiefs uh Kingdom, and uh, for the AFC Championship game, Brad, mm-hmm. what is your thoughts on this game? And then, uh, and then we'll pick a we'll pick the winner of these two games. Well, kind of give me the winner, I guess, as you go. I guess, like, what is your thoughts on this game? How does the Chiefs win this game? How does the Tex- How does the Titans win this game? Yeah, so uh, the Titans are in their fifth AFC Championship game. Uh, going one in three before this year's uh, matchup with the Chiefs. Uh, as you said, the last time they played was an AFC West team, which was the Raiders with, with the good old Rich Gannon and uh, the old John Gruden's, and uh, they lost. Uh, you know, the Titans, the last time they were in the Super Bowl was really entertaining. Uh, I was texting a little bit about this last week in the sense of uh, the one yard short, uh, which for me watching it live was one of the best Super Bowls I've ever seen. Uh, besides maybe the Seattle and the, the Patriots uh, and then maybe even the Steelers and the Cardinals. But, uh, but yeah, so in saying all of that, uh, the road team has won the last three uh, playoff meetings, and the, your Titans are the road team. Uh, this year the Chiefs have not been good at home at Arrowhead for whatever reason. Um, but at the same time, when they played the Texans, I, I texted you at one point when it was 24 nothing. And said, uh, well, I guess it's going to be AFC South uh, AFC Championship. Uh, and within 10 minutes of the game, I was proven wrong. So, in um, saying all that, uh, the Chiefs show that they can go down. They can be down to adversity and come back. Uh, they show that they have an amazing offense. Uh, their defense has been stellar. I know they go up 24 quick points to the Texans. But um, after that, they shut them down for uh, two and a half quarters. And so, uh, their, t- their defense has been the best in the league since week – 11 when they lost to the Titans to that last second field goal block. Um, they've, I think they've given up 11.6 uh, points per game since that game. Uh, maybe gone up a little bit more since the Texans game. Uh, but yeah, so uh, here's, here's my thing though, Brad. Mm-hmm. Who have they faced in that time? Uh, you know, that, that's my Patriots thing. One. Like, yes, they faced the Patriots, a Patriots offense that definitely is a shell of itself. Yeah. Okay. I, I listen. I get that the Chiefs' defense is better than what they used, than what they were. Okay. I get that completely. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, their their biggest guy, Chris Jones, 
their best defensive player could possibly be out for this game. And then, yes, you have Terrell Stokes. They added Terrell Stokes. I get that, but I, I, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm not worried about Terrell Suggs. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can he obviously starts, so he can still play. But um, mm-hmm. you know, you have Tyron Matthew. I know he's been playing lights out. Uh, he actually said this week that he um, basically he doesn't want to. He, you know, no one wants to tackle Derrick Henry. That's basically what he said. I mean, he gave. He gave Derrick Henry a lot of credit, um, but he knows he's going to have to, and so, um, and so I guess he doesn't want to be turned into a lead blocker like uh, like our good Earl Thomas friend was. But uh, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, I, I don't want to talk this Chiefs defense down. Don't get me wrong, but <clears throat> I also don't want to talk them up. Like I don't want to talk them up like they're <clears throat> like they're an unstoppable defense. Are they better than what they were when they faced the Titans? The first time, yes. Oh, I agree. I, I yeah. believe. I, mm-hmm. I believe that they are, but I, I don't know. I don't know if they're good enough. I, can they allow Derrick Henry? Can they stop Derrick Henry from getting 180 yards and two touchdowns against them again? I mean, if they do, then they should win the game. If they don't, yeah. then they're going to lose this game most likely. And so, yeah, when, when talking about the Chiefs defense, I do feel like the defense is going to be have to be huge, especially the run defense. Uh, I also think Tannehill. I mean, the Chiefs secondary is not. I mean, it's not like lights out. So I think Tannehill can play good against that secondary. He did in their first meeting. So, um, you know, that's just my opinion on that. But but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, Derrick Henry uh, also became the uh, the leader as far as the most uh, rushing yards in his first four games, uh, playoff games. Uh, so that was really cool. Congratulations, Derrick Henry, for that. Uh, there were some pretty uh, pretty good names up on that list that were uh, good to be associated with. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so you were saying the Chiefs defense, but I think the thing I'm worried about more than anything else is – and I know this was an argument maybe going into the Ravens game, but – can the can the Texans offense keep up with the Chiefs offense? Uh, and you're saying, well, well, yeah. I mean, the Texans did. Yeah, the Texans wrote twenty four nothing, and then the Chiefs score fifty one points to end the game and twenty eight in the the last nine minutes and fifty five seconds in the second quarter. So, right. uh, so yeah. So I mean, I think it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's gonna be exciting. I think I think it's gonna be a lot better than the Texans game. Uh, but and you might be surprised with this because. I feel like I've done good at sharing information on both teams, uh, but I'm actually going to pick have? Titans to win this game. I do think they're a hotter team. They kind of remind me of the New York Giants uh, back in 2006, five, whatever that was, and then the Steelers when they rode Jerome Buzz always to the Super Bowl. So, wow, you are picking the Titans to win. You know what, Brad? I actually kind of expected you to pick the Titans to win. Hey, they're making me two and zero in the playoffs, so you know. Right. I, I mean, they, I mean, they beat the, they beat the, you picked them to beat the Patriots, they beat the Patriots. You picked them to beat the Ravens, they beat the Ravens. Maybe, Brad, just maybe you're our good luck charm. So oh, I, I doubt it. Pick us this week. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So I think that in order for the Chiefs to win this game, in order for the Chiefs to win this game, they have to stop Derrick Henry. Yeah. That's, that is, that is, is, the number one thing you have to do. 
I mean, if you stop Derrick Henry, you force Tannehill to throw. I think Tannehill can throw against them. But if it's a shootout between Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill, as big of a Titans fan as I am, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes 10 out of 10 times. Okay? Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, plain and simple. Oh, I agree. He is, uh, you know, but here's the thing. He threw over the Titans. He had over 400 yards. He was he has the most passing yards against the Titans in Nissan Stadium ever. Hmm. And so they still lost that game. But here's my big execution. They have to stop Derrick Henry, okay? Force Tannehill to put the ball in his hands. But they have to execute on special teams. They execute on special teams. They win this game. If they would have executed in special teams the first time, they had a they had a miss snap that turned into a just basically a blown play uh, for a punt. Uh, I think it was a punt. Yeah, I think. Well, no, it was a uh, that may have been a field goal. It a, yeah, that was a field goal, I believe, on that one. But anyways, um, and then they had a blocked field goal. So. I think as long as if this turns into a game where the final play is a block field goal, that's like that'll be one of the biggest moments ever. But nonetheless, um, yeah, this is a game where I say, Brad, the the Chiefs have to execute by stopping Derrick Henry, and they have to execute on special teams. Also, Andy Reid can't become complacent because if he comes becomes complacent, if he says, "Okay, I'm comfortable with this lead." Because that's what they done, didn't do against the Texans, and look at what they done to the Texans. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid said, "Nope, I'm not going to become comfortable. I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to allow the Texans to have a chance to come back. I'm going to keep my foot on their throat, and I'm just going to keep the pedal to the metal." Uh, and but anyways, so that's what the Texans have to do. The Titans, on the other hand, I think that they have to be stingy on defense. They forced the Chiefs to kick six field goals in that first meeting. Six. That If they forced them to kick six field goals again, yeah. Is Mahomes going to get his yards? Yeah. Is Kelsey going to get his? Yeah, he had 75 yards the first time. Is is Tyreek Hill going to get his? Yeah, he had over 100 live the first time. Mm-hmm. But seven field goals or six field goals and two of them were botched. Yeah. I mean, that's how you're going to have to beat them. You just have to keep them from scoring. That's, and I know that that's a lot easier said than done. But I also think that the Titans have to come out, and I think they have to get a lead because they need to be able to play with – they need to be able to play with the lead so they can execute their game plan and execute Derrick Henry properly. Because mm-hmm. Derrick Henry is going to get his yards. Okay? Derrick Henry – uh, before I say who I think is going to win this game, uh, the Chiefs also, I think if they can get out to a lead of 14 to nothing or more, then they can then they can control this game because Henry might not be able to be used as much. Mm-hmm. But if the Titans were to get out to a 24 nothing lead like the Texans did, I don't think there's any way the te- Chiefs come back against them because – the thing is, the Titans do a really good job of keeping of taking care of the ball, and then they can lean on Derrick Henry. And so, 
I just don't think that they'd be able to come back. Now, granted, I don't think that's going to happen, but hey, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. The Titans are undefeated when Derrick Henry gets over 100 yards rushing, Brad. Okay. They have not lost a game when he gets over 100 yards rushing. So where am I going with this? Derrick Henry, if he has less than 150 yards rushing, I'll be surprised. I think he can break 200 in this game because he is that motivated. And so that means the Tennessee Titans are my pick to win this game and go to the Super Bowl. And uh, I got a big smile on my face saying that. That's I don't think that's a homer pick. I think that that's a – I I mean I I'm hoping I'm I'm spreading the love, but in all honesty, my team's in the AFC Championship, man. At this point, hey, Nick Wright on Fox Sports, he can be a homer about the Chiefs, so I'm gonna be a homer about the Titans, I guess. Anyways, all right, last game here, Brad. Um, hey, real quick, by the way, Andy Reid is one and five in conference championship games, and he's one and eight against the Titans, yeah. <laughs> but. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things pointing in the Titans' favor. I don't want to be too confident, but I'm just saying that I, I think that everything's in the Titans' favor, in my opinion. Uh, now, can they execute? I think, you know, you brought up the plan that a lot of things were in the Ravens or in, a, in the Titans were in the Titans' favor last week against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And, well, look what happened. So, I don't know, Brad. Um, I mean, it is a. uh, It's going to be a joyous day in Tennessee if they win next. If they win on Sunday, that's for sure. Uh, I agree. But nonetheless, uh, if the Chiefs win, I won't be surprised. That's for sure. And uh, in all honesty, hey, I'll enjoy watching the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm going to hate not seeing the Titans in there, but I will enjoy watching the Chiefs. I enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes in offense. They're really good. Mm -hmm. All right, but let's talk about the Packers 49ers, shall we? Yeah. Uh, in their first meeting, the 49ers absolutely destroyed the Packers. I mean, they they destroyed them. Uh, but uh, if I remember correctly, it was a couple of – if I can remember the sequence correctly without looking at it or anything, uh, the, the 49ers were only up by just a few points. And then they they had like a quick sequence uh, to where they got a lot of points, you know, got a maybe got a couple of scores in, and that kind of elevated the elevated the score more than what it had more than what it really should have been. So maybe that's something that the Packers, you know, are like, well, if we can allow them, you know, don't do the turnovers because I think Aaron Rodgers had a fumble in that game, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you know, just uh, don't allow those quick those quick scores. You know, yeah, keep take care of the ball. I think that uh, so when it comes to the Packers, I think they got to take care of the ball to win this game. I think they got to take care of the ball. I think that they have to that the Smiths have to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. They just have to. They have to get under his skin. They have to make him play bad. And then also the Packers run defense has to stop that three-headed monster that they got back there. Mm-hmm. And Raheem Mostert, uh, Tevin Coleman, and Matt Breida. Uh, and then also, you know, 
don't let George Kittle do his thing. Uh, they got some receivers also, but I think as long as you can stop the run game or at least slow it down, uh, and then also, and this is for the Packers, of course, and then also fluster Jimmy Garoppolo to maybe turn the ball over a couple of times or to just not have a good game at all. Um, I think the Packers have a real shot at winning this game. And um, and then, of course, I also think that Aaron Rodgers has to have a big game. Mm-hmm. I think he, he just has to have a big game. In my opinion, for the 49ers to win this game, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I should have brought some water with me. Anyways, uh, for the 49ers to win this game, I think that they have to they have to pressure Aaron Rodgers, uh, just like they did last time. Uh, now there was a couple of backups in on that line last time, and now I believe that they're fully healthy. Uh, they have to stop the run game of Aaron Jones, and I also think that they they need to. I think they need to establish a lead on the Packers because I think if they can establish a lead, I don't think there's been anything that's really been seen about the Packers that they can that they had the ability to make a, a great comeback, especially against a good team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a comeback against the Lions, but, well, obviously the Lions aren't a good team. So, um, so yeah, uh, I, that the 49ers, I think that they have to, you know, they will win this game as long as they stop Aaron Jones, um, you know, pressure Aaron Rodgers, and get a lead. And I think all three of those things they can do uh, as I pick the 49ers the San Francisco 49ers to win this game and move on to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, Brad, what are, what is your thoughts on this game and how can the Packers win and how can the 49ers win? Yeah. So uh, I think uh, going forward, well, for one, the last time these two teams played an NFC championship game, uh, Steve Young and Brett Favre were their quarterbacks. And so two of the, two of the top, you know, quarterbacks ever. And uh, the, Packers won 23-10, and I believe this was in uh, San Francisco. And so uh, if you look at some of the records going back for each team, uh, they've, they've played each other seven times in the postseason. Uh, the Packers hold the slight edge 4-3. Uh, at San Francisco, uh, the Packers are 12-19-1 and 2-2 two and two in the postseason. And then the Packers have actually won the last seven of the last 11 games played in San Francisco, including playoffs. And, and this is off the Packers' website. Um, and so – Record-wise, I like numbers. Record-wise, it just seems like this is a very even matchup uh, as far as historically. Uh, As far as the season goes and what this season is about, uh, like you said, the Smiths had to get going. Uh, The Packers had to get healthy all by uh, Sunday, which is the next couple of days. Their their defense got really banged up in the Seattle game. Uh, That worries me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not the same quarterback as he was three four years ago. you can throw the GOAT term at him, uh, maybe just because I don't really like Aaron Rodgers, but I also think he's been playing subpar this season for sure. Uh, and Aaron Jones, uh, although he was a beast in the regular season, uh, he was definitely a hit or miss last week. I think he was actually out after the first quarter of last week's game against Seattle. Um, and so in saying all of that, um, I know that uh, Aaron Rodgers, there's been some rumors that Aaron Rodgers and uh, Matt LaFleur are having some issues with audibles at the line. Um, and granted, this is Aaron Rodgers' first new offense in, what, like 14 years or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, I know it's a struggle for him, but he also showed last year kind of his true colors of Mike McCarthy. Um, yeah, so as far as the Packers, they need to win. Uh, defense needs to get healthier. Smiths have to be 
uh, unblockable, and uh, they're going to have to run Aaron Jones uh, to take the pressure off of having Aaron Rodgers do everything because he obviously he can't do that anymore. Um, right. And as far as 49ers go, uh, it kind of seemed like they took the ball out of Jimmy G's hand last week, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, so, again, like you were saying, feeding the three-headed beast, uh, Jimmy G uh, needs that to work well because, again, in his situation, uh, play action works in his favor a lot. Uh, he's, he's done really well on the play action. Uh, their defense has been great. Uh, they kept it – you know, they only gave up 10 points in Minnesota. Uh, and then even the games against Seattle, when Seattle was healthy and, and hitting all the cylinders, uh, they, they uh, you know, their defense came up big when they needed them to. And so – and that's kind of been the story all year with the, the 49ers is their defense. Like, even when they played the Steelers, I think it was like week two or three uh, – week three, I believe. Uh, I mean, the Steelers should have won the game, and they came up and got a fumble off of uh, James Conner uh, to seal the game. And so uh, their defense has been clutch for them all season. Uh, Bosa and, and uh, Bosa and Ward and, and all the other guys that have just kind of stepped up this year and been a, been a force to be reckoned with. I think if they're hitting all cylinders against Green Bay, it's going to be really hard uh, for Green Bay to win. And uh, for that reason, uh, I am picking the 49ers to win the game. All right, Brad. So that means that we both have uh, the 49ers and the Titans winning this week. Uh, last week, I pretty much sealed the deal on the on the predictions. Uh, and so I, the host, uh, um, I win, I guess. I, I win. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, yes, this uh, totally uh, made up concept and idea that uh, I may be about the only one that truly cares about um, if that. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, congrats to myself. But anyways, um, all right. So Titans versus 49ers. Last thing for you, Brad, is that the matchup that you would like to see, though? Is that the – like, would you rather see 49ers Chiefs or Chiefs Packers or Titans Packers or – I mean, obviously, this is who we think is going to win and who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl. But is it? it would you rather one of the other two teams? Uh, I mean, I, I personally, I think I would rather see uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers just because of what the Chiefs can be. Uh, but honestly, the way Derrick Henry and the Titans have been playing, I'd love to see if uh, Derrick Henry can uh, back up his 188 yards per game in the playoffs against a really good 49ers defense. So uh, I would say I'd be cool with either way. Uh, but if you would have asked me, probably at the end of the season, I would have said Chiefs and 49ers uh, if it came down to, to these four teams. Uh, I think that I yeah, – I think the Chiefs and 49ers have the opportunity – have the chance to probably be the best matchup out of the four. Um, but obviously, like, I, I want to see the Titans in it, obviously, as a Titans fan. Um, and so – uh, I wouldn't mind seeing the Packers in it. Uh, I I think because, you know, as a Titans fan, I think the Packers are a lot easier – or that's a lot easier uh, opponent, in my opinion. Uh, I think that Henry would have a field day against them. But nonetheless, um, I mean, we'll have to see. I think it's two great games, in my opinion. I think, I think both of them are two great games. And I think we're in for a treat Sunday afternoon. Uh, and I sure hope so. That's for sure. I sure hope we're in for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, uh, at, I guess uh, 
the last thing I would say is, you know, you said about Henry, uh, you know, listen, if, if, if he can continue to rush for a hundred plus 80 yards or 180 plus yards this week and then, and they win and, <clears throat> and then he goes, they go to the Super Bowl and does the same thing. Uh, there's no doubt he's going to be the highest paid running back in the NFL uh, this off season. Uh, and so I think he definitely deserve it. I mean, he brought you a, Champ, uh, Super Bowl trophy practically on his own, uh, offensively at least. And so, um, um, yeah. But anyways, uh, that's our show for the day, folks. Brad and I both have the Titans and 49ers going to the playoffs, or going to the playoffs, obviously in the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. And uh, we we may be wrong. We could be wrong. And if we see Packers and Chiefs, hey, I mean, what better way to have – what better way to end the 100th season of the NFL, right? That's true, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs haven't even won an AFC championship since, uh, like, 1970 or 1969. So, yeah, so that'd be great having the, the two original Super Bowl teams in, in the, uh, the Super Bowl. Right. All right, Brad. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed another show with you, sir. And uh, until next time, we'll, uh, we'll know who's going to the Super Bowl next week. And uh, we'll preview it a little bit, but not too, too much. I mean – we we definitely will save that for the next week in all honesty. But uh but yeah, Brad, I'm I'm excited for this weekend and uh for all the folks listening, I hope you're excited as well. Yep. All right, Robert, have a great day. You too. And that's gonna do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.